You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Sophia and I'm a law student. And welcome to our radio show called A Fresh Perspective on Current Affairs. We'll be discussing what's been going on in the world and how we feel about it as young Muslims in the society. You know, where do we fit in? What's our place? And joining me are some of my beautiful learned friends who will now introduce themselves. I'm Meher, I study politics and I'll be offering up some of my opinions on the topics we have chosen. Uh, I'm Kulsum, I'm an English and Journalism student and I'm excited to share my opinion too. I'm Hamna and I'm a psychology student and I'm here to listen to what my friends have to say and I'm looking forward to contributing to the conversation. Enjoy the show. Uh, today we're going to be talking about climate change woo, <laughs> and specifically the Willow Project, which has been something introduced by President Biden recently. But to give you the lowdown on that, I'm going to pass to Meher. So... The Willow Project is an $8 billion drilling project on Alaska's North Slope. And so what they're wanting to do there is extract oil from the National Petroleum Reserve. And this is estimated to be the largest oil drilling on US soil for decades. And it's also estimated to extract 600 million barrels of oil. Um, And... Furthermore, estimated to create about 260 metric tons of greenhouse gases, which is about equal to adding 2 million cars to the road every year. So that's the summary. (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts? Oh my God. I just, I can't believe they're getting away with this in this Mm. climate change stigma climate, you know? How is, uh, where's Greta Thunberg? Come on. Yeah, (laughs) Greta, come on, you're needed. (laughs) I like the the comparison to, to is it two million cars on the road because I feel like that kind of shows no matter how much we do as individuals uh-huh. like people getting electric cars or trying to be mm-hmm. environmentally friendly themselves mm-hmm. it's not really us uh-huh. it's these massive corporations yeah. that are causing the issue exactly yeah. and you could argue that actually it's kind of their a ploy from them to put it mm-hmm. on the individual you know yeah, yeah. even things like recycling mm-hmm. at the end of the day even if everyone recycled to a tea mm-hmm. it wouldn't actually make any difference let's be honest yeah, yeah. yeah. which is really upsetting, it's it's really really upsetting. i want to make a difference i want to do <laughs> yeah. something exactly but that's just their way of saying you know it's on each individual uh, person's contribution when mm. actually these big corporations need to make a big move, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, as you were saying, like even mm-hmm. big ca- gas companies, the whole carbon footprint thing was something that they came up with to put oh, the onus no, of like really? carbon on consumers. Of course they did. Um, because why else would we, we need to personally measure our own carbon footprint? Mm-hmm. To be completely I honest, I don't think my carbon footprint's really going <laughs> to impact no. anyone on the, the grand scale mm-hmm. of anything. But then if you're looking at, you know, the output that America has or whatever, or these companies, I mean, even like BP or Shell, I think their mm-hmm. impact's much, much more. Yeah. Uh-huh. Capitalizing the environment. Yes. Exactly. I don't think me carpooling is going to make much of a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And I think... That's another argument, isn't it? That getting back to the whole putting it on people that really can't do anything. Yeah, what yeah. are we going to... I mean, even like with recycling and stuff, if you look at the, the recycling system in the UK, mm-hmm. it's so flawed. Yeah. I mean, they actually <laughs> estimate that a lot of the stuff that we put in our recycling bin mm-hmm. goes into water. It's, it goes oh, really? into like yeah. running water and like um, they're putting it into like lakes and rivers and mm-hmm. stuff because see to recycle properly 
it's it's really really nitty gritty having if you wanted to recycle properly yeah. no one can do it yeah. mm-hmm. because it's like it can't have any a trace of food on it it mm-hmm. can't have this it can't have that please people are not recycling yeah. like yeah. that no, exactly. but other countries definitely are better at it like i i went to germany this mm-hmm. summer mm-hmm. and the recycling system was brilliant really yeah okay. it's because they have things in issue if you don't recycle you can get fined you can just oh, like stuff okay, like that yeah so like it's so ingrained into like their system yeah. that mm-hmm. they're really good at it exactly yeah. you know i heard a really interesting thing um going just about efficiency but also i think apparently in the usa um recycling has essentially been declared a failed project wow. oh wow because really? apparently they, they found out that only about two percent of maybe no way. i should probably check that statistic to be honest. <laughs> i think quite two, close so it's like no. in the single it's digits tiny tiny percentage of the masses of um like recycling output are actually recycled yeah. mm-hmm. and just the effort that people are putting into that it's yeah. just achieving nothing and but that's an interesting cultural thing that we then have to change but we're just in the habit of recycling. Yeah. I don't think we're going to ever stop. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you have like the top 1%, you know, taking jets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. even in the UK, like you have Rishi Sunak, you know, flying here, flying there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then lecturing people about how you need, to, we need to mm-hmm. turn up for, for the, for nature, for the earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, what a double standard mm-hmm. that is as well. I, I think like we're such consumerists in this day and age, just because of how, the country's built itself up and it's like mm-hmm. how are we meant to mm-hmm. what can right. we do Other, exactly. we can only do our most yeah. mm. but and i think an area that you see that so much is fashion you know oh, yeah. oh, oh gosh, fast yeah. fashion yeah, yeah like the output of co2 from um kind of abandoned disposable clothing mm-hmm. is yeah. apparently so massive like even yeah just like you wouldn't even expect that yeah and then they say that you should buy things that are more sustainable like buy one jumper per month kind of or, or even yeah. less than that or like mm-hmm. you know instead of buying like three interesting you know fun yeah. jumpers mm-hmm. buy one old grandma kind of jumper that's going to last you yeah. why don't we just yeah. the but then again that's putting the onus on the consumer uh-huh. again and like you said it's it's a class issue as well because yes. for a lot yeah. of people they can't afford to pay a little bit more get a good quality jumper that's going to last them so they will get things yeah. i'm thinking like sheen yeah you know yeah. it's like cheap quality yeah. but it's it's easier for people to buy yeah. exactly. than Actually, paying and more. And why are we mm. not, um, you know, villainizing the companies? The companies yeah. that yeah. are causing this instead of saying, you stop buying your jumpers, see your jumpers, can yeah. it break them? <laughs> and then when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to, oh, we have ethical clothing, it's like 60 quid for a shirt. Yeah. Mm. It's like... But then it's mm. also like, you know, it, under the current capitalist system, can we save the earth? when companies are yeah. so bent on making the most amount of money exactly. with the least amount of you know um, mm-hmm. effort put into that and then when you're even talking about like ethical clothing i think that it's so warped our image of how much things should cost mm-hmm. because if you look back back in the day clothes cost quite a bit of money it, you know it was a certain amount yeah. of what you were mm-hmm. earning it's not even representative anymore like the minimum wage who is surviving on that mm-hmm. and then you know clothes to make them cost that much for people to be, to be paid well mm-hmm. it does yeah. but why do we think like two pound t-shirts at primark mm-hmm. i don't ethically you know how much do you yeah. think the person who made that is being yeah. paid but yeah. then there's also people in the uk that are needing that and why do we have yeah. a system where yeah. people you know are only able to afford that mm-hmm. and but it's almost like that's designed in that way so it's like keep people poor so they keep buying your cheap clothes mm-hmm. yes they have no other option yeah 
And then again, like putting the onus on, even with this project, I mean, eight billion pounds, eight billion dollars, sorry, mm. of you're, you're putting that much money into drilling oil. Yeah. You could fund, you know, renewable energy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, another wee point that I had from this was that they actually have chillers to keep the permafrost <laughs> from melting so that they can keep drilling. Not for the, not for like, you know, oh not, for the environment. not for the environment, <laughs> just so they can keep drilling properly. So close to the point. I literally, know, yes. like, yeah. <laughs> right at the end you of the drill. Entirely. But that means that they have these chillers that they could have been using the whole time. Yeah. They yeah, have, so they, you have the equipment, you have the money, have the, power, the equipment, yeah. everything yeah. you need. You have everything, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. But then again, it, the thing is, if it's not making the money, they're not mm. wanting to use that equipment, is it? You yeah. know? Mm. And in this instance, it will probably make a lot of money and um it, it seems to be working for them and you know mm-hmm. but uh, again you know the whole the double standards of that as well when you have like what we had the 27th um what was it called cop. we had cop yeah in, in, in glasgow, glasgow. Uh-huh. why has there been 27 <laughs> and nothing surely you have solved it. the issue by now <laughs> We shouldn't have needed 27. Mm. You know, you have all these world powers sitting there at the table. Yet every single time, all people are getting out of it is tote bags and pens. Yeah, exactly. You know. Or you always Mm. hear after the cops that like, oh, this amount of countries has dedicated to stop climate change. And you're like, but they already did that a thousand times. And then they come back next year and they go, oops, guys, we didn't do it. Let's have another (laughs) meeting and get more tote bags and pens. It's almost like climate change is trending in a sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's another thing we can maybe touch upon. In an interesting way, even, I mean, we've mentioned tote bags and pens. It's so commodified that interestingly, all these t-shirts that you buy because it says like, you know, go polar bears. Yeah, exactly. It's interestingly ironic, you know. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I think not only the cost of what this Willow project is costing, Mm -hmm. but also kind of the impact on that local environment is so awful. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, because you think it's obviously going to cause things to melt. Yeah, and then you have species that live there that Mm -hmm. will, you know, polar bears, Arctic foxes, that will no longer have somewhere to live. Whereabouts is the location? So Alaska is northern parts of alaska right. my geography is absolutely horrible where i think it is but um so you have you know when you're with animals specifically once it's extinct you can't bring it back yeah. i'm yeah. really sorry to say but like it's no gone. amount of cop meetings yeah. are going to bring back an animal yeah exactly um, well technically could you not find amber and then okay. in that amber there's a mosquito and that mosquito and then you genetically steps. modify and then you bring it back yeah. and then you make a park you, you let us know how that goes yeah. Yeah. I'm on when it. you I'm finish on your it. project <laughs> just gotta find me some amber yeah. <laughs> no definitely um, mm, and but, then yeah. so even from like President Biden you know we were it's interesting because he was like sort of heralded as you know the next president who would actually care the only one who would mm, actually care mm. about the climate and he actually said on his campaign trails that there would be no more drilling and well, i mean do you want to mention like the point of what he yeah, said about this uh-huh. specific project so he said on friday that he had the strong inclination not to approve of the willow project um, and this is his quote, my strong inclination was to disprove of it across the board, but the advice I got from counsel was that if there were the case, I may very well lose the case in court to the oil company and then not be able to do what I really want to do beyond that. So approve <laughs> an $8 billion uh, oil drilling project. 
Yes. Because you might lose against the company in court. Oh my god. This okay, is, and what are you yeah. wanting to do after that? Because you're scared to lose. Yeah. You are literally the president of the US. And I, I think oh, that's man. kind of related to what you were saying, Hamna, is it's like it's super trendy to care about the environment. Ah, and he was yeah, obviously yeah. using that in his campaign mm-hmm. to get young people. Exactly. Once again, something's being weaponized yep. for the yeah. beginning of the government. And then he's here, and even now he's still trying to hold on to that. So he's still trying to be like, oh, I disproved. I really didn't want to do this, but I had to. And it's like, you were the president. I was yeah. forced. Yeah. You're literally the president. Who has more power? Power than you yeah. in the US. But, like, also, what's his intent even there in the first place? Yeah, why are you yeah, telling me this? You've yeah. made no difference by telling me that you disproved. That doesn't change. That Again, it's going to happen. Back to the trendiness of it, then it's just sympathy of like I had no choice. Yeah, like My guys, I'm really sorry. Yeah. I really tried. <laughs> but it's interesting that he's trying to justify it by saying, "Oh, but there was this company," and even being quite blatant about the monetary motivations he had. Yeah, because it's almost like, like saying, the oil lobby as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like saying, "Okay, yeah, I didn't." I had the inclination not to commit this murder, but <laughs> then but, I did. But then I did because someone paid me to, and yeah. it was just it seemed. I'm so sorry, like for the dead person, but you know what, money. You know, exactly, it made a different type of green. Yeah, <laughs> and like you were, you were saying it being a class issue so the wealthiest one percent of the world's population were responsible for the emissions of more than twice as much carbon as the poorest half of the world from 1990 to 2015 oh my god so you're having countries like america will probably blame i know in cop they probably did this where they were like stop you know your output to like countries like bangladesh and pakistan (laughs) Mm. and it's like eight billion you're oh my goodness and the statistic that we had before i'm just going to repeat it because it was so Uh shocking to me but 260 metric tons of greenhouse gas i'm also not very good at math but i know that i also know that sounds like a lot Mm -hmm. and countries at a smaller scale that are maybe you know still investing in coal or whatever are not doing anything close to this Mm -hmm. um and the thing is this isn't the only output that america has Mm. so they have all this other output that's not going to be counted Mm -hmm. just add like 260 you know um hectares yeah Mm -hmm. and like you said so people will go look at pakistan bangladesh and be like look at your emissions as a whole country nobody's doing that to america yeah Mm. they're being like you are the powerhouse of the west of the world produce as much emission as you like like come on Mm. and even when the picture of America that you have in your mind, it's the land of so much where it's mm. to the point where it's wasteful. Yeah. Like yeah, the way that they sense. consume mm-hmm. and the portion sizes or even the fast fashion because I think in the UK, not to be on the UK side or anything, <laughs> but I think there's the, the laws are like slightly more stringent on some things. Mm-hmm. Whereas in America it's like this is a free market. Mm-hmm. If you can produce yeah, yeah so true yeah. there's nobody yeah. to keep it's these so, people so in check like you said yeah. top one percent is exactly. they can do whatever they want they can mm-hmm. fly wherever they want even during covid it's like everybody was in lockdown nobody was going anywhere but the top one percent with their private jets yeah. could go wherever they wanted yeah, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous it's, it's a different law if you're not rich yeah yes. there's different laws for you mm-hmm. and i think i remember uh, i think someone mentioned that it was like for people who are rich even with like fines so you know like you have yeah. a, a fine for parking your uh-huh. car for them that's just like that's the payment fee. yeah my yeah. dad yeah. says yeah. that all the time yeah. that's the fee for wanting to do uh-huh. that well that's an interesting thing of should it be proportionate to your income because if a fine is meant to be an incentive for Mm. you not to do something an actual deterrent it should be uh it should be having an actual impact on your finances Mm. i fully agree yeah Yeah. Yeah. 
super interesting. And because maybe, what is a £30 parking ticket doing to somebody who makes or. £3 million pounds a yeah, year? Exactly. Like, come on. And I think you should hit them where it hurts, like community service. Ooh, <laughs> people don't want to give up their time. So <laughs> time is money. Yeah. Time is money. And I think it would be very different if people were having to give up their time. And what's funny is you think that countries like the UK don't have that class sort of boundary or whatever mm-hmm. that difference in class it is so it's just really well hidden mm-hmm. i think <laughs> <they're very laughs> <rich. laughs> yeah cough, cough. <laughs> um but the rich get away with whatever they want to mm. get away with and there's a reason you don't hear about it oh, that's yeah. the thing is you don't think mm-hmm. it's an issue because you don't hear I'm, about it and I that's mean, what they want uh, and i think we can connect it all back to money as we have been talking about but it's estimated that this project could generate between 8 to 17 billion dollars oh my god in revenue for the u.s government and i mean in looking at you know the u.s is willing to invade countries to increase their revenue i mean uh you know you're looking at afghanistan you're even looking Iraq and Syria and a lot of that was also to do with oil mm-hmm. and it's interesting to now see that that is still very much a need mm-hmm. the, the, for money and then for the oil as well um, but yeah that, that is, it's an interesting point that those countries now are no longer an option there's mm-hmm. nowhere left you know mm-hmm. to go and uh, they've, they've turned back to their own land so they can't go there anymore they're like well as a last resort we will yeah. use alaska which yeah. is america you know? and not even mm-hmm. their own land i mean indigenous land yeah, yeah. yeah. you know mm-hmm. um and then you know even the discussion about indigenous populations i don't think have probably have had a say in this uh, i mean the sanctity yeah. of the land if you look yeah. at it according to indigenous culture and it's so ironic that the supporters of the project are trying to say that this is an economic gain for yeah. the the indigenous people there they're like well it's giving them jobs and opportunities oh, exactly yeah. but that's Come such on. a such a capitalist way of thinking about yeah things, you yeah. know like that they have the same principles when actually they just want to preserve their heritage and their culture yeah, and like, exactly which is even strongly rooted in nature and the environment itself. yeah exactly yeah. and it's a more like you know hunter-gatherer lifestyle which is probably where they're going to be happier like as, as opposed to mm-hmm. the capitalist system just being a cog you know i think we would all have been happier if we didn't have (laughs) have. you know this constant drive for money 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 at what cost the cost is human life it's so true because there's Mm -hmm. an assumption that we are progressing Mm -hmm. and therefore that we're a more evolved species if we're functioning with these complex monetary systems but actually Mm -hmm. what is fulfillment what is contentment what is the quality of life the single track nature of it means that you kind of forget about the human aspect like you said everybody is a cog in the machine everybody is a worker trying to make money and you forget that that's a human being yeah, and this exactly. is nature it's this such is an like american notion life. as well yeah it's such an american notion yeah, 100%. and yeah yeah and even when we're looking at um i mean you know the whole the whole 1.5 percent the reason that we could even reach that 1.5 percent is because of projects like this and the places that it's going to hit so that you know the the fastest climate breakdown is not going to be happening in the US or in the UK. It's going to be hitting countries in the global south that aren't equipped to deal with it. You know, that the infrastructure there has already been weakened by years and years of um, it being attacked by things like this and then, you know, by outside forces. So they don't have the resources to fight that. And then I think we were talking about this before. It's like, you know, this gas that's going to be released is gas. It's not going to just stay <laughs> where the US is. It's going to go around. around it's, yeah. Thing. Things spread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like there's a massive force field, you know, yeah. around the US that goes yeah. into the atmosphere. And even on an economic level, obviously, that's not our concern right now, but it will impact the rest of the world too. Mm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, this is kind of a bit of a, a more random impact of it, but... <laughs> 
Interestingly, I think part of Alaska is also like tundra. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in that permafrost, apparently that's really important that we don't let that melt because uh. there's so much CO2 that is just contained oh, there. Underneath, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard about this. Ah, so if the yeah. upper layer of the permafrost melts, a massive, massive cloud of CO2 will be uh, released. Yeah. And of course, unfortunately, like you know, it's just science, that it just will get exponentially worse because mm-hmm. once the atmosphere is hotter, you know, just... Science. Classic climate change, yeah. you know, <laughs> Breaking news on there, stuff like but that. But is that yeah. what they're trying to refreeze then? They're, no, the reason that they have their chillers is so that they can keep drilling. They can keep drilling. They, okay. they don't yeah. really want to save the permafrost for, saving, like, yeah. the earth. Okay. Um, but, um... And, so and the consequences are right in front of you. Yeah. And they're just not being taken but i think that, that that's like the sad thing is to get through to these people you have to look at it for, for financial gain yeah. yeah you know it's like they're not gonna try to do things to save the planet for the sake of saving the planet you have to find exactly. some sort of economic reason for them to do so Literally. yeah mm-hmm. and i think that goes back to your question Maher, about mm-hmm. is there any way we could really save the planet when everything that controls the world is so rooted in profit mm-hmm. and yeah. i think i mean it sounds a bit radical but i think it honestly is true that the only way we could genuinely reverse things mm-hmm. is if we had some kind of like uprising and oh all these <laughs> systems were dismantled because otherwise how you yeah, know yeah the thing is you can uh, um consume at the level that we are consuming and expect the earth to be okay mm-hmm. yeah like we exactly. can't expect mm-hmm. to have the lives that we lead right now mm-hmm. and then also expect that output from climate change mm-hmm. for everything to be okay i think yeah. that's the biggest people want to keep living their lives the way they're living them they don't want to have to give up or sacrifice anything Uh but how Mm. can you expect to keep existing on the world definitely Mm -hmm. Um, i think it's you know it's before it's always been so detached for us you know like we mm -hmm. kind of pump it out we um you know cut down all our rainforests whatever and then we don't feel the impacts Mm -hmm. but i love how the only time people especially the older generations actually accept that climate change is an issue mm-hmm. is when we start feeling it here you know like with yeah. our unpredictable weather and our uh-huh. now yeah. it's affecting us people are yeah. waking up but. I, and i think it's for example like when the climate refugees start coming in mm-hmm. that is going to be when people are going to be like right let's stop this but yeah. then it's but the thing is but it's, then it's not even for the sake of climate at the end of the day yeah. it's because there's refugees it's coming right in because yeah, we were talking uh-huh. about immigration a few days ago <laughs> it, it, how much people just hate just people don't that don't look like them yeah. People, yeah. people don't really like refugees at mm. all and it's really really weird to think also that you know the UK especially and even the US are always like oh we don't want them here blah 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 when even if you look at like Syria the refugees that came out of Syria Turkey was the place that took the most Syrian refugees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The UK didn't take anything close to that, mm-hmm. but yet we're still like, you know, close our borders, mm-hmm. flooding in, you know, all of this yeah. really, really harmful rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Again, people it. don't want their life to change. They don't have to uh-huh. give anything up. 100%. But actually, even to link that to climate change, I think apparently with the Syrian war, for example, mm-hmm. a major reason that the the war was fueled is because there was a lot of drought, like just before the war started. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, it meant that people were so desperate because of, you know, famine and, and um, just, yeah, being driven into poverty mm-hmm. that they had less to lose. And they yeah. decided an uprising was a better solution than just struggling wow. like this. Mm-hmm. And so you could argue the climate change that has been caused by the West mm-hmm. has also led to such you know these these conflicts that have now resulted in refugees which we're refusing to accept you know? mm-hmm. yeah. so, but it's so difficult to put blame on the west for that because mm-hmm. it's so indirect you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's annoying because one argument they could most likely pose is that climate change naturally does occur as well mm-hmm. um, that, i've heard that there's a like it's a temporal mm-hmm. cycle if you think about it the climate will get warmer naturally mm-hmm. but 
unfortunately, the West will use that as an excuse to keep on doing what they're doing, which exactly. is absolutely not the way to treat it. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a natural source of the world and you're just speeding that process up mm-hmm. and that should not be happening. I think a lot of the time for these people in power, climate change only exists when it's convenient to them. And then if yeah. not, they're like, no, it's not an issue. It's not real. It it's doesn't matter. But then when it's something that's going to help them, like the copped, the many cop meetings <laughs> what number suddenly they care so much and they're like oh yes climate change big issue or like even biden using it in yeah. his campaign yeah. it's just a tool it's not really an issue for him uh, mm. and i think what's even scarier is that you have people in really high political positions that don't believe climate change exists. Yeah. Like trump mm. trump is mm. denying it existed yeah. which is so and good. it's so frustrating because it's always the people who have the power to actually do something yeah and it's and like mm. i don't have the time to waste convincing yeah. you because something like this is such a time sensitive issue yeah. Yeah. but yeah. there's no other way to make change but try and convince these people it's, it's a real it's, issue it's exactly. such an obsessing like blissful ignorance of sorts i've yeah. talked to like people that are like rich so to say and there, there are people I've talked to that generally did not believe climate change existed. Yeah. And oh obviously God. not naming names or anything, but it's just like... <laughs> Drop the name right there. <laughs> it's, it's, How about like, that first-hand experience? Yeah. It's kind of wow. like, what in the world is going on? I'm going to a climate strike and you're yeah. sitting here and you're like, oh, climate change doesn't exist. It's always so I'm frustrating like, with things like that as well because it's like, this is just a fact. Like, it's not some opinion of mine or it's not something yeah. that's up for debate yeah and it's just true yeah exactly. the thing is i think what's happened now is people kind of believe that you know facts are relative mm. and facts are not facts so you mm. know this is the media this is whatever it's picking and some choosing. facts yeah. are facts like okay. come on some stuff and I, just... I mean i also think environmentalism has become so politicized as well oh 100 like, you don't it doesn't matter what side you're on at this point it's just about you know saving yeah. the planet exactly yeah. but i think this is why overall it's just so frustrating to be young people you know yeah. Yeah. because as you say with the strikes and everything uh the yeah climate strikes it really is the people in power who just need to get their crap together and yeah. do something mm-hmm. and hopefully they will hopefully we can um campaign against this willow project and we'll see what happens but um yeah that concludes this Join very angry session for <laughs> a continuation of this if you'd like to hear more yeah we can talk talking about more about the impact on the global south and yeah maybe getting a bit more angry but uh, <laughs> for now thank you for listening and see you tomorrow